0: This week's guest, it was an in-studio guest, was comic Rena Calm. And she was a great friend of mine. And we got a a great conversation in the green room the night before. And I said, why not be a guest on my show? And she came on. And, man, the conversation went totally someplace I didn't expect it to go. But it was gold, though. It really was. And I hope you enjoy it. We had laughs, talked about some serious shit. We are both Gemini's. Man, I think you're going to like this. She's sitting right here, Rena. (laughs) <laughs> that's Rena Com. She's about to tear the comedy game up. Just uh, recorded her first album. You're gonna love her, Rena Calm. Hope you enjoy the episode. Button that jacket up. Don't catch a cold now. Button that jacket up now. <laughs> I-, I don't want y'all catching a cold. Come on now. It's Cooper from El Paso, Texas, friend. Right oh. I love him, man. Did you to open up? And he ended up. I seen the video and I go, hey man, can we use those guys for the intro videos? Yeah. That's what they do. Hey, it's BT with Tales from a Gemini, and today. I have my guests. Let me tell you something. I remember I, I respected my guests. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> last night, last night I was doing the, the it was a thing at, at the, the comedy club. So uh, I see the guest list. I mean, uh, the list for the comics going up. And I know I'm last. And I like to see who who's before me because I hate when there's another black comic before me because I'm like ah, we might say something that's gonna you know, um, it's gonna you know nullify my you know angry black man. So i, <laughs> I, I like hope it's someone someone different from me. And I saw it was Rena Com and I went, Yes. I mean, you have no idea how my heart went, Yes. Aww. And I, re- I was like, Oh, yes. And I couldn't wait. Because right now, no one, at least for me, no one is killing the game more than you right oh now. Matter of fact, to the point of, Sometimes I don't even say anything on your post because I feel like I'm stalking you. No. That's how much I I'm, I'm like, This girl's killing it. She just recorded her first album. Um and she and we're almost synonymous because we're both Geminis and she wants to do comedy in 50 states, and I've done comedy in 40, I've been to 49, done comedy oh, wow. in 48 states, but now I'm kind of like, you know what, you can have Maine, I mean, I'm, I'm done, uh, I, I don't I don't really Maine care. Maine is
1: the way life should be, that's their slogan, you can't just miss Maine. Oh uh, Yeah, I can't easily. Yeah, uh, I, mean, yeah. no. I mean, once you go
0: to Rhode Island, it's pretty much Maine, anyway. No,
1: no, 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 as somebody who grew up in Massachusetts, believe me, that's a whole different world. There's places in Maine that don't even have electricity, I feel, you know. Matter of
0: fact, they don't have dr- uh, addresses, aren't they, like, the, it, it's on the grid code, right? Yeah, I mean, like I it's mean, like the cordnesses. It's cordnesses, right? Well,
1: maybe like up north. Like I've only really been to like Portland, Maine, which is kind of south, uh, like the bottom of Maine, yeah. and that's a really pretty city, and it's nice, and the comedy is fun. But you know, I mean, if. Where I'm at, where, I want to know what your other. You're at 49. Maine is the only one?
0: No, Okay, I've I performed in 48. I flew out of uh, New Hampshire, it makes it 49, but I never did comedy in New Hampshire. Okay. So I performed in 48, and Maine is uh, Maine and New Hampshire are the only ones that I haven't performed comedy in.
1: Wow. Yeah. New Hampshire's comedy. is live free or die. So that's another good slogan state, you know? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean. It's also, you know, you never know what you're going to get in New Hampshire. It's like kind of people think of the east coast as being pretty liberal i think and like new hampshire is like where people i feel like wild and out you know like they're out in the woods and
0: i have no idea oh I you mean okay so like there's the, no taxes they're like they they're, they're like the northeast they're like the northeast uh mississippi
1: yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> kind
0: of like how Idaho is the Pacific Northwest of Mississippi. Like the Pacific, Mississippi, P- Pacific Northwest, basically. Uh, it's just it's but a more sad rural.
1: fact. Everywhere has a Mississippi. Yeah, e- every- <laughs> <laughs> A river runs through it, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: wish it would take them someplace, too, sometimes. Oh, my God. But In
1: actual Mississippi, my friend showed me, there's this like trailer park right by the water that like I guess the river has shifted. And so, like, the river itself has relocated itself and, like, moved to the east or west or whatever. And so where the river used to be, it's not, like, stable or safe land to build on. These trailers have hoisted themselves up onto like phone poles. I don't know. It's crazy. It's not safe at all. But well, it's Mississippi. None of it's safe.
0: I know. You've anyway. been to Miss, you Mississippi before? B- yeah. Where, Woof. where? Where have you before? Woof.
1: <laughs> I've done.
0: <laughs> where have you performed at in Mississippi? Mississippi
1: is my least favorite state to even drive through. There's not nearly <laughs> enough gas stations. They're all disgusting and understaffed. Like I'm serious. They need to fix some stuff. Um, or, but my friends live in Hernando, which is just south of Memphis, which is like nice.
0: Yeah, because it's close to Memphis, right? Which right. tells you how. Bad it is. If it's close to Memphis, then it's nice.
1: Well, it's nice because Memphis has kind of, you know, had seen better days. So, you <laughs> know, like, <laughs> Hernando's coming we're in so like, it's nice, but they're breeding like scary. They have so many kids, you know. Because they're poor. That's no, poor Hernando's do. like, no, we're building a, a, a new Mississippi here and like oh, a they, new breed, but it's like they're a new not. Breed? Don't I wouldn't say they're at at smart, all. but like... <laughs> They're not going to spend... Shitting on the, we're They're, shitting on Mississippi. I know. But
0: they'll never hear They're this. They're
1: building a lot of nice houses. Yeah, they don't have the internet.
0: <laughs> What's my base? Why it be, all be <laughs> Mississippi? And fucking that area, like, why it's like, BT, look, 20% of your audience is from there. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? They're, we get fucking letters from people that can't spell.
1: They're building new schools, but not building better education. You know what I mean? Like, they're a lot of quantity of children, but they're not improving the. They're still going to hang tight at the 50th in education in this country, but they're going to the make. Schools,
0: but they're going to look beautiful. Beautiful yeah. schools.
1: More buildings to do it in. <laughs> <laughs> this building's for recess.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be beautiful on the outside, but nothing going on on the inside. Right. Like, right, right. those people are really beautiful on the outside. And you talk to them, you go, Jesus Christ. I mean, there's nothing going on, but they're beautiful to look at. Yeah, you know, kind of like L.A. You know, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. or
1: Nashville. I was just in Nashville. That was a little bit like that, only less beautiful, maybe. I don't know. Well, <laughs> okay, some of the guys
0: need to get a haircut. Uh. <laughs> Wait, you know, I heard that on both ends, though, because I got a friend who lives in Nashville also, and she was talking about like. I'm assuming you're talking about the white people there, and she's yes. talking about the black people there, and so it's like I have a feeling Nashville's like that way for everybody there.
1: Yeah, Nashville's got a real like we're trying to be the new L.A. thing going on, especially since like COVID started, where yeah. they're really trying to make it happen there. But it really feels like. Uh, it feels like really a conservative playground, kind of. Yeah. Of like, I've that's the first place I've been where nobody was wearing any masks anywhere, and oh. it's like,
0: it, you know, it's just unnerving. That, isn't that? I mean, honestly, when I mean, I I get it when you, people question it. I, I kind of get that, but man, when no one's wearing, nobody, no one, that man ain't no damn liar. And you're like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. I mean. I never wanted somebody to die, but it's like, mm, you kind of go, mm, I hope you get sick. At least, you know, just to like, get sick just to know just to that it, it's something. there. Yeah, it, You know, it's there. Believe yeah. in science. Yeah. Um,
1: to answer your question, though, Mississippi, I've performed in Oxford a couple of times. And oh, that's nice, right? It is nice, but also it's been a real journey. Like, Mississippi is one of those places that's I feel like taught me, <laughs> considering how bad their education is, <laughs> Mississippi's taught me a lot about, I mean you especially in the last couple years a lot more people like i guess woke up to the idea of like all of the Systematic problems that we've had, like redlining and these things, where when you drive through Mississippi, it's like, oh yeah, it is tangible. You can feel the. I mean, you can feel it anywhere, but there it is extreme.
0: Anytime you go to the South, you feel it. I mean, it's a. I I, like. I really kind of don't like it. Like when no, it's when you don't go to when you don't go to the 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 larger cities. Like you know, if you go through Georgia, you just go through Atlanta. It's like okay, it's cool. But when you go to small towns in the South, you go. That shit is still here. I mean, nothing. Oh, yeah. nothing's changed. I mean, like, I get... I never justify hatred or whatever and this and that. I' not say hatred, but, you know, like, dislike. But I kind of get it down there. It's like, man, it's it's bad on both sides. Like, I remember being in Mississippi going, I do not... I just remember this dude came to pick me up, seriously, in a taxi. It was before Uber. So long ago this was. Yeah. And he, I swear to God, he goes, hey, guess who I got in the cab? And the girl goes, who you got in the cab? He goes, you ain't gonna believe me. Who you got in the cab? He goes... I got Deion Sanders in the cab. <laughs> and, and I go, I'm not Deion. He go, shut up. He go, I got Deion. He go, shut up. I got Deion Sanders oh in the cab. Oh, my God. I lied to you now. And I was like, I, I, I think I'm going to be quiet. This dude had, like, I could just tell, like, he knew some people who knew some people. And I, you know, that that, that Midwest Mafia, that no, that Memphis Mafia, you know, which is basically down south is yeah. what they had. Yeah. It had that kind of feeling to it.
1: Yeah. It's not comfortable. And, like, it almost makes it worse when you go to Oxford and you see how nice it is if you've just driven through... Where it's not, you know, Jackson is like I think hundred percent black is what it seems like. You know <laughs> what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's like the roads are bad. Everything's like you can just feel it's not been given the in Oxford is like spot cleaned, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just I, I don't like that at all, you know, where what you can just see the how the money goes, you yeah. know.
0: I'm glad you i no, I'm glad you noticed that. Now yeah. why why'd you
1: move from the East Coast to
0: what the Chicago is it?
1: Yeah, I moved to Chicago when I was twenty-one. Um, I just didn't really have much else going on.
0: Um, how, 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 <laughs> how, how did you grow up though? Like, I mean, did you grow up in, in the affluent area, or did you grow up like middle class? Did you grow up, you know, when you were you fighting in the streets? What were you doing? No,
1: I grew up in Sharon, Massachusetts, which is super Jewish. I was raised very Jewish, and so I think that's like mostly how I can explain. And my that's opinion. why
0: I like talking to you last night because I had, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma, so I I knew nothing about. People, you know, that were Jewish, or whatever, and so that's when the comics would lose me on the Tonight Show. Like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, why well, didn't? And, and that was back in the nineteen nineties, so you know, <laughs> there there was no, you know, there was no Google. I want to know
1: no, how long you've been doing comedy. It, for. It, but it's, it's
0: not important, okay. but I mean, it was. But I was like, I have no idea what they're <laughs> talking about, and so that you know, back then it was almost say acceptable to be kind of ignorant, but I was like, I don't know. What this means being I know, you know, the inside jokes and everything was laugh. Like I don't understand the, you know yeah. being Jewish. And I'll I i do not feel comfortable saying Jew. Yo, uh, you
1: can say Jew. I know,
0: but I don't feel, I know,
1: I know, nobody I, should. I don't feel, feel comfortable. comfortable. I don't feel comfortable going I don't feel comfortable saying Jew, but I know it's okay. Like, hey yeah, oh, my friend Rina, she she yeah, she's she's a Jew. I mean that's uh. that's not weird. <laughs> I mean then it's not like but a. here's here's something. I did a show in Lowell, Arkansas. And right before I went on stage, the guy comes up to me, the owner of the club, and goes, hey, just you know, I took the word Jewish out of your bio. I didn't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I'm like, what? Does that? Can you do that? Like, what do you mean, the wrong idea? But then I found out while, during the shows, I will be like, where are my Jews at? Make some oys. I've seen that.
0: No, I've seen (laughs) it on your bed. That's hilarious. Thanks. That is hilarious.
1: But I realized that both of those shows, that, like, there was somebody at every show that, like, their friends would be like, oh, he's the Jew at our table. He's the cheap one or something. So, like... Jewish isn't even an identity there. It's a slur.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I don't feel comfortable because it sounds like a slur. It's like, it's It's like, no, because I remember like during the 1984 Olympics, uh, uh, one of the uh, wrestlers because I'm a big wrestler, and uh, he won a gold medal. And he goes, "Yeah, I knew that Jap was gonna be tough, right? Because he wrestled a guy from Japan." He goes, "And that Jap," was gonna... and my dad got mad. But they go, it's like calling somebody a nigga I'm like, "My dad got mad," wow. he, uh, and so that's why I feel that's why I don't like feel comfortable saying Jew.
1: It's the ew and maybe it's like the <laughs> it's the ew It's the one syllable. It's the starts with a j- I don't know. There's something. Well, like, that, that more... J hits hard. Yeah, the J hits hard. It's like ugh, like J-Ugh. You, like, yeah, you but, can say Muslim
0: and not feel any way.
1: You know what I mean? You're not going to yeah. be like, oh, this is Muslim Cause man. Because M or is just- soft. Yeah. And M is
0: like it's like mashed potatoes. <laughs> Muslim. But again, Jew. Jew comes off hard Jew.
1: Well, no, especially uh, if you say with a southern accent like that, yeah. with a twang. You a Jew. Yeah. Jew.
0: Jew. <laughs> Jew and a black. You know, because black, I think that's why Black Lives Matter didn't work because because black. I mean, everything you say black, B is an aggressive, B is an aggressive consonant. Sure. So you say black. And, and black always, when people go like this. But if you go, it's the new civil rights movement. Like, Okay. Oh. It, it's more palpable. It really oh, is. More I palpable. got like a
1: tingle. That was ASMR. You did like a. <laughs> what is. S- civil rights. <laughs> <laughs> do you know ASMR? No, I asked you that online. What is ASMR? <laughs> right, 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 what right. is ASMR? Oh my God. I couldn't do it on the album because, like, I have to, like, go up to the mic and do stuff like that and tap on it, and that's, like, garbage. You can't record that. So okay. it's just, like, if you look up ASMR on YouTube, it's just, like, usually ladies making sound effects and, like, It's honestly some of it's gross. It's like mouth sounds, like you can hear them just like, you know, figuring their mouth out. I don't know, but like (laughs) they'll do like sound effects (laughs) and like, it's like you're supposed to do it with headphones and it does work where like if you just listen to some of this, it'll make you like your whole spine kind of tingle or whatever, but they'll do a lot of where like, like, I don't know, like, weird. It's not... I'm, see, now,
0: now I did it, and it's not... <laughs> no, I no, I like that. That's funny. I'll try to get you to explain it to me online. Yeah. And that, but, yeah, so, that, yeah, that I feel weird. It's I, so weird. I feel weird saying Jew, though. I don't like saying Jew. I, I, I like saying of the Jewish faith, I say and I say that. And, that. and it makes me sound like a pussy, but I just feel better saying that than saying Jew. Because I just feel, even though... It's not coming from a place of. Uh, there's no vitriol there. There's no anything no, there. No, I get it. But it's like I just don't feel comfortable. I feel I, like it's almost like when somebody goes, and yeah, that's my black friend. You know what I mean? Like, well, what's that supposed to mean? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they put the emphasis on black. You know what I mean? And the
1: my. You know. Yeah, oh, my, that's, that's my, my black. black friend. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Like, Are you
0: sure he's not working <laughs> for you? Or, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Are you have him locked up somewhere? Yeah, I feel weird saying this. That's why I was like, oh, I mean, so when you said it last night, it was weird. I kind of was like. And I want to ask you so much about that, yeah. I was curious about that.
1: I have one joke where I'll say that, too, where I'll, I'll say, these Jews, and then I'm like, how many times do you think I can say these Jews before it gets weird in here, or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird instantly. It's weird the whole time. Uh, yeah. No, it's definitely, I guess, a unique thing. I grew up in a very Jewish suburb, so for me, that was like my whole world. Okay, so what does that
0: mean, a very Jewish suburb? It because was like
1: 80% Jewish, the town I grew up in. So there was more synagogues than churches, okay. um, and I went to an all-Jewish day school, and so... I was raised like I mean, my whole family has Hebrew names. They wanted us to move to Israel at some point. I was born in Israel. Nice. Yeah. Um, I I mean, my parents are from Connecticut, so it's like not exotic, but <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but I have a complicated birth certificate. Uh, <laughs> I had a hard time getting a license in Illinois. Uh, <laughs> Um but yeah, uh we were raised like I would say even oppressively Jewish for this country.
0: No, what do you mean now what do you mean by that oppressively Jewish? Like
1: if you're super religious, like we didn't have electricity on Saturdays. You're not supposed to it's like you turn Amish for the weekend kind of. Are like. you serious? So the Jewish Sabbath starts Friday night at sundown and then every it, week? Every week and it's the most important holiday. It's the most important holiday is every week. It's oh, the Sabbath. And There are some Jewish people, too, like, you know, more mainstream type Jews that like they only go to the uh, services on like the high holidays, which is like our Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah, those like three big holidays that most people just go to. But my family went all the time. So I would get this like chip on my shoulder about how. You have to buy tickets to the big services, and <laughs> my family, who was there every week, got like reassessed. <laughs> no, re like <laughs> we got like s- re put down into this like second synagogue or like the basement. They they built like a. A separate service for all the overflow of all the people coming for the high holiday services. So we got, like, the third-rate rabbi and the... So
0: it's like the English Premier League where you don't make the top teams. Yeah. You gotta go down to the bottom level.
1: Yeah, and so that always bothered me of, like, I don't understand how, like, money is involved in, like, paying for seats at a service. Like, oh, that seems weird, yeah, you know. The, thir-
0: the third-rate <laughs>
1: rabbi? Yeah, yeah. We got, like, the rental canter, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, Now, were you religious, though, at all? We were. No, no, did you? Were you into that at all? Were you like...
1: I went through phases, but no. I mean, once my parents split up, we kind of just, like, stopped doing that. There was, like, all kinds of stuff in, like, turmoil, mental health stuff going on in my family. So, like, religion just seemed like, okay. You know, I don't know. Like, the whole (laughs) town knows that the police came to our house last week. So, maybe let's just, like, (laughs) skip
0: this week at synagogue. Uh... Why did police come to your house? Was it mom and, oh, did mom and dad get into a little dust up?
1: No, it was uh well they, my dad was a, a shouter, for sure. And you know, there was a lot of fighting and stuff like that and they had a messy divorce like we didn't realize how bad it was uh, but like now in retrospect remembering times where my dad would be in our driveway like blaring on his horn like waiting for somebody to come out and we were just
0: ignoring him but
1: (laughs) our whole neighbors (laughs) had to experience that too you know?
0: How do you ignore somebody in your driveway laying on a horn? Yeah. And that was back in let me guess that had to be don't tell me back in 93? '93? Yeah about that. Yeah Yeah, so I mean that was before everything took place (laughs) you know where, where you know political correctness and like oh my god we don't do that so right. you st- there was that that was that was before OJ basically wasn't it or was around the time around the time yeah it was around yeah. the time so you kind of get it was that little grace period you can kind of get ra- away with shit like that
1: man I mean we were just ignoring him so hard we would be sitting at the di- at the kitchen table <laughs> eating dinner and we'd hear the answering machine okay when you had an answering machine you would just hear him the beep would go off and you'd hear my dad being like hello I know you're in there hello it's me your father <laughs> like. And we just wouldn't. Anyway, one time we were coming up the street to my street, my mom and I were driving, and we saw the police, or maybe it was an ambulance, go down our street. And we're sitting in traffic waiting to turn, and my mom just goes, "Great!" <laughs> like she just <laughs> knew it was for our house. And we were already on our way back from on our way back from therapy, and she was right; it was for our house. But I don't remember why.
0: And I'm sorry, but to me that's so funny because I, I I know shit like this. So it's like, okay, but did it affect you? Has it affected you now, or, or do you notice, like, like say, relationship wise? But being Jewish? No. No. <laughs> 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 no. I mean,
1: like, I mean, like,
0: relationship wise, because I know my parents—they fought like that, and my dad was oh, more. yeah. My dad was more. Of a, I mean, there, there was some physical stuff there in my house, and. And mentally, it, it's kind of really fucked me up, and yeah. I, I haven't really come to terms. with I mean, I can say that, but... I'm still... I mean, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, yeah. because I don't... That's why I You're don't like, never free of that. I don't like to argue. I, that's why I, when i in relationships, I never like to argue, because mm-hmm. it just brought me back to that. It, it always brought me back to my parents, and the cops come to the house, and I never like to argue, I hate and I hate watching other couple's argue, because yeah. it, it takes me back. Every time I hear uh, like somebody raise their voice... And I just, and I just, I, to this day, I still just, I don't like that. It makes yeah. me feel, and so does it affect you like that in, in relationships?
1: I mean, I'll tell you, it affects me in the way that I've never really been able to have a healthy relationship. Like, I never learned secure attachment. So, like. Same here. Yeah, I'm dealing with, last year I got diagnosed with PTSD, and that's been a real journey. And, like, I mean, I'm not a therapist, but I mean, of course, I think we all have a level of like, PTSD like Like in like what, though? Like in what way?
0: and what? and what way?
1: Um, well, CPTSD is not in like, it's not in the DSM. It's not like an accepted term in Uh American, whatever, legal medicine, uh, (laughs) that whole system. But it's complex PTSD is just like, uh, I mean, there's so many things that can cause it, but basically like your formative years, if you're in a house where there's so much yelling and And verbal abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, any of that, even neglect, even a lack of enough you know love and encouragement support like that can be super harmful and you don't i I always identified as having depression and it wasn't until i got this diagnosis that i realized like i learned that my depression is like a symptom of this deeper animal brain glitch where it's like my fear receptors when you're a kid anytime you're confused that's trauma like anytime you're like this doesn't make sense or you're not safe yeah yeah um (coughs) That creates trauma, and then it's, like, that's in your amygdala, like, the deepest part of your brain where, like, that sends off every action for how your brain responds to anything. So, like, I'll have to tell myself sometimes, like, now that I'm working through this, of, like, times when it's, like, not a threat to me at all, I'll have to tell myself, like, I'm safe, I'm safe. Because even if I know I'm safe, like, mentally, like, logically, my body's response is, like, a fear response. A up? Yeah.
0: Now, have have you, like, in relationships, uh, have you like sabotage them in a way because of that or Probably. or have you done stuff that like looking back maybe not while you were in it but looking back on like I think I did that because oh of sure
1: I mean you know what I my thing is um one of the there's like four different trauma responses that you can have it's fight flight fawn and I'll, it'll come to me but my big one is fawning
0: which is kind of like being a people pleaser
1: Yes. And I, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I, I feel like I'm the same way, too. I yeah. mean, also because we're, we're both juveniles. Yeah. So, and now, I didn't know that you came from a, no, no, a fucked up household <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, so in a way, I, c- I can relate to that.
1: I mean, I honestly, no offense to anybody, but I safely assume that most people I meet in comedy came from something messed up, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, uh, the f- people-pleasing thing has been good for comedy, and I even... I had jokes about that before I ever even realized what it was where I'm like, yeah, it's good for comedy, bad for dating, you know? (laughs) You know, but it's absolutely a thing where, like, other people's energy I get swept up in and I kind of lose myself a little bit. So when I look back on old relationships, I can sometimes think, like, man, I wouldn't have wanted to date me either. I was like a... I was just trying so hard to like be what I thought that person wanted, yes. and not comfortable yes. in myself. And
0: it's hard being comfortable in yourself, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, God bless the people that can. I mean, I'm some of them too much, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them maybe should take
1: a maybe have some bad things happen so they re, re you know.
0: But but I'm glad though that I'm kind of finally to the point now where it's like okay, you know I'm. Not really so much fuck that person, but it's like okay, I'm good at, at who I am now. I'm finally yeah. Which and it takes a long time for some people. Yeah. Every the learning curve is different. Now, I've have been
1: you, on a real like self love journey and like working on like practicing that. And part of like with traveling and all this stuff, like you spend a lot of time in
0: the car alone. You really get to know yourself.
1: Yes, you
0: know? because I mean it, that's the thing about you. Honestly, it's like we almost have the same. That's why I said last night what I said about listen. Make sure you have a goal because the last thing I want somebody to yeah. end up like me like. Because, you know, I saw oh, how you did. Oh, you're amazing. So, well, you thank know, you. I, yeah. Your I, I energy that. is
1: a gift. And, like, yeah, continue being a light beam. And, yeah, you direct it however you want, but you're already putting good things out. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it.
0: But, but it's like I saw, you know, you made the, the bed in your car, and I thought that was cool. No, so I thought that was cool and everything. But I said to myself, I said, man, I really want her to have a goal to where she's going because it's going to come to the point. If you're on the road too long, that point to where when you wake up and you oh, don't know yeah. where you're at, mm-hmm. you go, where, and that is one of the scariest things. I remember driving one time, and for like about two minutes, I was like, where the fuck am I going? And I just remember like, it was at night, I was going, where the fuck, what state am I in? And man, it, it's oh, scary. Yeah. That you know? happened
1: to me this week. I woke up in a, a bed, and I thought I was in a different state, you know? yeah, Yeah,
0: and you just got to, you know, I, I say, but I think it's better now, because now... With the advent, you know, you have uh, books on tape, you listen to podcasts, whatever, and, you know, with the, with the dealing with what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll help. But it's also have have goals. Because, man, I looked at everything you have, which is great, by the way. If you have a chance, go to Arena <laughs> Coma, your, your website. Yeah, it's awesome. You got great pictures. You got the, the stand-up clips. I mean, fucking fun. I, the joke you did in, in Peoria about, and that's Well, I'm a hooker. I mean, (laughs) my God, that was hilarious. I didn't see that punch. It was great. But I mean, all the little clips you have, they're great. They're funny. And I was like, I just just really want you to, what I really want from you is to either go to New York or L.A., and I want you to just just hunker down. And I want you to go up every night and I want you to pop, 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 because I know, I mean, you got everything else there. You got everything. So Somebody
1: I, like said, and this meant a lot to me, they said I'm kind of like a one woman punk band of comedy because it is not just the jokes, it's all the promo, it's all the traveling, it's all the coordination, the management, it's all the merch. It's like, it's a complete.
0: You're you are you're a one man wrecking machine, Rock. (laughs) I mean that's what you are. You're a one man wrecking machine. But I mean, (laughs) I'm from the Black Mick from Rocky. (laughs) Let me tell you, Rock. You ain't been hungry since I won the title. But you are. You're a one man wrecking
1: machine. I actually have never seen that. Uh, We weren't weren't allowed to see so many things of of being like raised the way we were. Like we
0: weren't allowed to watch most. Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, that's man. Religion sucks.
1: sometimes.
0: it really does. I think helping people. Religion is. I mean, it can be used for for good, but I think it's more faith.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and faith if people. Faith is beautiful.
0: If people go with faith and spirituality, like knowing they listen, that you know, you put good in the world, that for the most part, it comes back to you. But once you part, once you start putting religion on things, and you kind of divide people, and then religion, and then you put the money into it, and that's what makes it much it's worse. A mess. And the, yeah, anyway. Well, so,
1: speaking of all of this, though, manifestation and having goals and all that stuff. Well, there's a couple things. If there's anything that I feel like my religious beliefs right now align with, it's honestly like. A lot of this stuff like Jim Carrey says, not that I am deifying him, but he has one quote uh in this commencement speech that he did. I don't know if you've ever seen it I but I think I did, but go ahead. It's brilliant where he just says, uh hope walks through the fire and faith leaps over it. Like you have to like believe in your potential to succeed. Yes. You know, not just be like, Oh, I really want something to happen. Like you have to just like set your sights on what you want. So when you say knowing what you want, that hits home because that's actually another part of this whole PTSD journey. I've learned that like with my particular glitches, I have a really hard time like wanting things for myself and like choosing things specifically. I kind of am like the Jim Carrey thing. What he says at one point in that speech is like, decide what it is that you want and then let go of how it comes to pass, which I love.
0: Yes. You and know? it's so, tr- that is true. but It's so hard sometimes, but, but, that's, I don't know if it's happened for you also like that, because there's sure. things happen to me like that where I just yeah. go, you let it go, and then it happens, you go, whoa, and it, and that's part of the faith, and that's like, wow. When
1: I'm at my best with touring or anything, but really it's like, happens with touring the most, I feel really in tune with the universe, you know? Yeah, uh,
0: what happened? You dropped something? I'll keep talking with you. Some
1: headphones fell
0: off. Oh, don't worry about that, don't worry about Am that. Am I still, okay. We'll let what, why I get it. That, so.
1: uh, yeah I mean I feel like connected with the universe like I feel like the universe rewards me for being in alignment with like what I set to do and like it's re- like rewarding in ways that you couldn't possibly plan like the way the road magic that happens where stuff comes like just lines up perfect and you get lucky and um, yeah like I do believe that that's guidance from the universe like my gut is telling me what to do and I'm just trying my best to tune into that so
0: and what is and what is your gut telling you now
1: Um, a lot of times my gut just doesn't know and wants me to be patient. And I feel like that honestly does pay off. But uh, my ultimate goal, and I'm trying to like work backwards now that I know what this like end site is, has nothing to do with comedy, really. My ultimate goal in this world would be to succeed enough through comedy or whatever I'm doing, like however I am able to make this happen, to be able to provide like, a foster home someday. Like, that's my. Nice. Want to have, like, a homestead kind of a situation. For like, kids? Yeah, yeah, I'd be able to. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a messed up home and I always wanted to have kids, but that's just not the plan, you know? So, yeah, I, hear you. I would love to be able to provide that someday and feel like. You know, comedy is wonderful, and I love doing it, but it's not a forever thing, I don't think. Like, this lifestyle is definitely not. Like, this is what I'm doing. Absolutely, right. it shouldn't happen.
0: <laughs> but, well, how long have you been doing it? I mean, how long have you been doing it like this, as far as living out of your car?
1: Um. Well, I built the car camper. <laughs> I was going to buy a van. I got arrested for marijuana in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I know. You tell me, motherfuckers. And then, Damn yeah. Damn Okies. So Conservative stupid. Okies. Yeah. yeah. Uh... And then, so I ended up just doing this build inside of the Prius, and a lot of people actually. There's like a whole network of people that live in their Prius and have like little Prius campers, and I think they're all insane. Some of them have <laughs> dogs in there. Uh, For me, it's weird, extra weird because I've got so many clothes, it's a problem.
0: I've got. But you look good on yeah, stage, okay, yo No, okay. you, I have. You do, <laughs> you do, and it's weird because I mean I wanted to tell you that last night. But I was like, mm, that's one of those things like mm, I better not. I better not. <laughs> I appreciate I, it. Yeah, I, I mean, hard. It's, it's like that. Me too is scared to out of me because like I, I was like, man, you, like me, and you know, I was like. <laughs> mm. Cause you was, you were standing there, and you had the, the the boots on. Remember, yeah. I, I did the Lita Ford for you. And you're like, I don't know who Lita Ford is. Like, yeah. All right, but yeah, I did the Lita Ford for you, and you were looking so fucking rock and roll last Thanks, night. Man. You looked rock. You walked in, I was like, oh, she owns this motherfucking room. Well,
1: and I didn't know you were gonna be there either. That made my day. You you knew I was coming. I had no idea. Yeah, that well, was really cool. But
0: you walked in like like seriously like the superstar you are. I mean, I mean, am so going talk. Yeah, everything was just on fucking point, man. The fucking the jacket, God. and I was like, mm, hey, you know, you know, you
1: gotta make an. Energy. Entrance. Yeah,
0: you did. You yeah, you look well, great.
1: I mean, I also feel like maybe that's to compensate for, like, the reality of this lifestyle is not comfortable. I don't have a green room or a hotel, so it's like I will make sure I'm, like, showing up looking fresh and good and, you know, not uh, like the hobo that I am. <laughs> but <laughs> I built that bed. I don't usually ever hobo. sleep in the <laughs> only hobo with a wardrobe. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you heard it here first.
0: Hobo uh, with a wardrobe. That that might be your <laughs> new slogan. Hobo with a wardrobe.
1: Yeah. Oh, somebody one time asked me what to put on like a flyer you know they'll just put like your biggest credit in parentheses mm-hmm. underneath and i was like can you do like write hbo but put a little o in between the first <laughs> h the eight, you know make it hobo but make it look like hbo uh <laughs> they didn't uh <laughs> yeah i don't know i've been i would rarely sleep in the car but there's also my merch back there and i have mugs which take up Uh, quite a bit of real estate in a prius so it's not like a efficiency camper build it's like a wow real circus person and um yeah i guess it's 2018 i went on the road for two months and that changed my life like i'd been doing lots of trips and it just kind of built up it definitely happened kind of by accident is how it feels because it just kind of happened it's not like a I learned in therapy that technically the reason I'm so good at touring is part of my mental health stuff. It, like, helps me feel in control to be constantly, like, concerned for where I'm sleeping, what's my safety, you know, like, all those things. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, traffic. All that stuff keeps me, like, (laughs) focused and alert and on point. So, um, yeah, I started... Touring a lot, doing lots of little loops around the Midwest, it was always something practical to go to, like, w- see a family member, do a wedding or whatever, you know, and I would plan stops on the way just to make it affordable and about me. Um,
0: <laughs> 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 okay, so okay, so when you're doing that, um, we have, how do you... Like take a shower or whatever. Like I used to when I lived out of my car, I used to time it to where like my big thing at the time was working out. So I'd mm. go to the gym, get a workout and take a shower at the gym, yeah. and I was good to the next day. I just didn't like I I hated not being clean. Sure. So, so how how do you go about it with well, your cleanliness and hygiene? And well, hygiene? I
1: used to have a membership at Planet Fitness, which was the same thing. You pop in and use the showers, and it's fine. Um, during COVID, I had kind of a full scale social media blowout with them about look, I got my thirty seven dollars back, but (laughs) I don't know if they're going (laughs) to let me join again. (laughs)
0: what happened y'all have a knockdown they were just charging people they turn the lunk alarm on on you (laughs) 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 you get out of here girl (laughs) that's some real
1: lunk shit um they charged people the day like they closed the doors in chicago of my home club Uh and then they charged people the next day for their monthly and it's like look you can call it a clerical error like we couldn't possibly stop it from happening like you could call (laughs) it that but you can refund it too yes yep and like and they did. And I was on the phone with them. I'm like, look, I'm a comedian. People make jokes about how hard it is to quit a gym. And right now it is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, you've both won and lost at customer service when they bring in the nice lady to be like, I hope you have a blessed day. And like, I hope <laughs> things get better for you. <laughs> You're like, yeah, me too, lady. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> so I don't know if I can go there. I did my first
0: truck stop shower. That was oh, yuck. Repeat. How was it? I mean, well, I don't know. How how are, we, how are women truckers, though? Because, I mean, I'm thinking about the men. I don't know. I haven't seen many. Um,
1: but the truck stop I showered at, it was in the middle of the day, and it was in Montana, so it was like a very nice... Was it a
0: Love's or a Pilot? It was a
1: Love's, and it was also like yeah, like broad daylight, and just like you could tell a nice area. Did you put, did you put
0: sandals on before you went in? Oh yeah, I have shower okay. sandals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, remember, I'm, I, ha- I can't stop my face from doing this. I mean, I when know. I heard truck stop shower, like ugh, Well, I'm
1: just so you know, they give you your own little like room, you know, oh. so you have like your own like dressing room and So it's not like junior college
0: where everybody can see each other's yeah, stuff? Yeah, no. Okay.
1: You're like, all oh, you got your privacy, there's no timer or anything like that I feel like they clean the facilities you know okay. So well, yeah yeah, it's fine I wouldn't do it all the time but <laughs> normally I'm staying with friends living in Chicago for 15 years I have friends kind of scattered all over the country now so you're I'm lucky for one. that yeah. yeah,
0: and when you come here you got people to stay with so you're good
1: yeah I got so many people in Indy and well you're yeah. a good
0: person though Oh, I mean, no, you know, you're know, gr- you great people.
1: I feel spoiled, and I try to make it up to them. You know, like, I try
0: to do anything. I no, mean, nah, because you're, you're, you're good. You're just, I mean, you're, you're the good shit lollipop. I mean, that's why, when we were Aww. talking last night, man, I was like, for some reason, I was like, you know, when you mentioned you were Jewish, I was like, I really want to know more, and I knew, like, in that kind of confine, I, we could get a conversation where it wouldn't be, like, where it's everybody's around trying to put their little input that's in, and you say something, and they might take it the wrong way. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, I was w- want to ask you, like, like, how, how how do you feel about, you know, with the Israel and Palestine and all that Man, stuff?
1: Man, it's, like, sucks because I was born in Israel and all that stuff, so, like, I'll always kind of have, like, a, like, th- I went to Israel on one of the birthright trips when I was 26, too, and got to kind of, like, reconnect with it, and it was definitely spiritual and meant a lot to me, but, I mean, we're the bad guys, you know? Like, I mean, I know that there's a long history, and it goes back and forth, but it's, like, you can't just take people's homes and kick them out of their homes and separate from them, them from their families and expect them to be like cool with it. Yeah,
0: we're good. I mean, yeah, like
1: that's not realistic. That's not fair, and it's like astounding to me how I mean I was raised on like. Learning about the Holocaust and things like that, and it's astounding to me how like the people who were oppressed can go so quick into being the oppressors. That's just not fair.
0: Is, is there a condition for that? That's called that. I mean, it's got to be because I mean, black people do the same thing too. Also, if yeah. you put somebody black in in a position of power, and they see other black people. I mean, they're almost worse than. Oh,
1: women in comedy. Women get leadership roles in comedy, and they can be very unkind towards really? women in comedy. Really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can you oh, drop any yeah. names? Can you drop any names? No, I will not. Oh. I will not. Okay, like 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 a, like in one oh, way? I can in tell you. There's one booker from that used to work at Zany's in Chicago. She's no longer there, but she told me when I got past, she said to me, and she meant she thought that she was being nice. Uh, yeah, she thought it was. Yeah, she's n- uh, notoriously been bad to women. Wow. And she said to me when I got past, she goes, "You know, it's so rare that a woman is likable up there." I'm like, y- "You're a woman," and I, I mean. Yeah, that was like a whole saga of BS. Where like uh, I've still, I finally am headlining. Zany's coming up, and they have a new congratulations. book. Congratulations! Yeah, congratulations! I'm, I'm really happy to see things have changed there. But like I spoke up back then. This was, uh, this is the day before the election in 2016. I was like, it seems like it's a lot harder for women to get booked here than men. And the owner was like, I could not disagree more. It's no more difficult for a woman than a man in any business. And then the election <laughs> happened, and. <laughs> um I've been, like, requested there by headliners, and Arsenio Hall requested me. Nice. A, yeah, dream come true. That's and great. Was he good to you? Was he cool to you? He was wonderful. Cool. This lady tried to ruin it. I was, I couldn't believe it because wow. it should have been a dream come true. She tried to cut my time, cut my pay. She tried to tell me that... She wasn't sure if she could get me on the shows, even though Arsenio's manager had already messaged me and I knew they requested me. So she was trying to act like she was doing me this favor, maybe. I'm like, no, put me on. You don't say no to Arsenio Hall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you kidding? Yeah. So anyway. It's got
0: to be frustrating. Okay, so tell me, how is a woman, I mean, because the stuff that I don't see. You know what I mean? The stuff that I don't see yeah. that you go through. because We kind of talked about this last night a little bit.
1: Well, I mean, it's similar to what we've been saying about, you know, the, oppress, the oppressed being the oppressors. I don't know. I feel like it's like because it's been such a boys club and it still is in a lot of rooms. Wow. Nashville. Um, <laughs> uh, I just like listening to the green room chatter. I was like, wow, this is a different time. Uh, yeah. We're in a different time in this room. Um, listening to guys and all that stuff like you get I haven't felt that in a while. Most green rooms that I've been in have been pretty, like I don't know, with the times. all
0: encompassing,
1: yeah, and inclusive. And it was just a weird vibe that I'm just
0: not used to anymore. L- okay, like, like how was it? Like, uh, give me an example. Like, talk, was, talk how they were talking.
1: Let's just say locker room talk.
0: Okay, let's but say, what were they saying? You know
1: what? I don't want to say it because I'm not homophobic. Oh, they were like, like, like they were say it like that. I'm not transphobic. Yeah, like the stuff that they were saying was just like I just wanted so bad to be like, all of you are wrong and stupid.
0: Like, why was that bad?
1: it was kind of bad. And I just kind of like, and they were having fun and it was whatever. I'm just, it, it just sucks because I feel like I'm like, even though I'm in the room and I'm on the list, these dudes will kind of like talk in a way where I'm not included. I actually had a man say to me recently, um, uh, a comedian uh, pulled me aside. He's like, Hey, come here. I want to talk business with you real quick. And I was like, wow, thank you. Cause you have no idea how many times I feel like excluded from business talk. Like, guys will talk about show business around me, but not to me. Yeah, You know, have the conversation kind of past my face and over me. But, yeah. like, that Lowell, Arkansas guy, I was co-headlining with uh, a guy, and he would talk to the guy about business. And then I would be like, hey, I'm here, too, and have to, like, reinsert, like, get his attention. And still, like, they're not talking business. He'd be like, you look pretty. You know, like, oh. it's very degrading. It's yeah. very demeaning. And it's, um, yeah, so I feel like some women get... Roles in these places, like work their way into these positions where they are like the gal in the room, and they feel defensive about it, so they don't want to like let other women in on that. Yes, they've yes, got that
0: yes. Spot. It, it works it way with, with us also, right? I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's like for some reason, and I, I always want to do a joke about it, and I can't really get it right, but it's like, it's like if you're the black friend for like white guy, or, or and and like he never has more than two, but if he does. They never meet each other, and when they do meet, it's, a, it's awkwardness. Like, you know, your two black friends meet each other, and we're, we're, we're white guys, and it's like, it's the weirdest, it's a weird vibe. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, I want to be the black friend. No, I can be the only <laughs> black friend. No, there can only be one. I never know?
1: thought about that. That's wild. But
0: it's true. So in the same way with women, I guess. Yeah. You know, like, I got here, and I'm not going to let anybody else care. I'm not going to let anybody right, else. I'm, right. I'm the only. I'm going to hold it down, and you get back
1: a, cl- I mean, I try to just always, like, I get asked about, like, advice and help about touring and stuff like that pretty frequently, but I kind of have, like, a internal system where, like, if it's a woman, I will absolutely take the time to give as much help as I can, because especially in comedy, women are not the quickest to ask for things. Like, Really? I feel like uh, I have this experience all the time of, like, I feel like guys start comedy Without any hesitation, sometimes like they just are like, oh yeah, like I'm funny. I'm gonna. I do a joke about how like guys will do comedy to get laid, and women do comedy because we've had sex. Um, (laughs) 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 It's true. There are, I mean, no good comics, but there are dudes that like just need to have a thing that's like interesting, and so they will like go to open mics and try. I don't know, like they have no hesitation or. They have full confidence. They think they should be talking. It's incredible. It's astounding. It's unbelievable.
0: Like, well, that's why I loved it when I saw you and Mary at the at the yeah. at, at, remember upstairs and yeah. at, 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 at Helium. And it was great because y'all two were friends, mm-hmm. and both y'all went up and fucking slayed. Yeah, and I like came to it. play. Y'all yeah. did, Y'all came to play hard ball. Like, yeah, yeah but bring it, motherfucker. And that's yeah. why I loved about it. I was watching like. I like this shit. I really did. of you for of y'all...
1: being one of the dudes that's like, yeah, show me what you got. Like, get up there. Do your thing. And has, like, the ladies that are holding those spaces, oh, like, they've had to, like, yeah, take no shit. Like, be up but there. But I loved it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I mean, y'all went up there and did the damn thing. Like, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. No pussy shit. Just fucking bring it <laughs> in. And you fucking, ah! I mean, that's, I mean yeah. you, you you were like Nolan Ryan up there, man, throwing that hardball. I mean, you really were throwing that fastball right down the middle. And it was straight. I yeah. mean, and I loved it. And, and I loved the how, how y'all were friends too. And it, like, you know, you there was no, like, I want to be the funny girl. Oh, um, I mean?
1: God, no. Yeah. Me and Mary did Best of the Mes- Midwest together for Funny Business 2017, uh, 18, I think. 18. And yeah, like, that's just like, uh, an unspoken rule of, like, yeah, like, we've definitely got each other's back. Well, that's, I I
0: think that's the way it should be. I think it's great.
1: Yeah, Holly Linnaeus was on that uh, with us as well, and, like, for a while we talked about getting a tour going with the three of us together, but it's, like, as somebody who books, like, a lot of touring, like, I, it's so much work, and it's, like, the more people you add on, the less lucrative it can be, and then it's, like, the harder to arrange places to stay, and... So I haven't done really much touring with other people because I mean you've yeah look out for yourself yeah Yeah. I mean
0: you have to it sounds bad but I mean it's I I don't know about you I always say I feel like a. this is a loner kind of business in a way, especially mm-hmm. stand up. And I feel like a loner in a, in a loner business. I feel like more of a loner now than i ever have before in this business. It's weird though. I feel that way. You know what I mean? Like, how long have you been
1: doing comedy? You know, tell me how old you are. You can just. Tell oh me. man, it's, it's
0: been going on probably 30, 30 yeah, years. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean because I lucked out since as as I got it at a uh, at a university, I. Um, I went. I'm doing math. No, I went to Chicago, and I went to Chicago, and I did I did comedy at night. You know, work. You had a day job, in, a shitty day job in the daytime, and I did comedy at night. And even though I did, didn't get booked at like Zanies or at the time the Funny Farm or the Improv. You know, I I went and did showcases in the middle of the week, like in Cincinnati and in Wisconsin. Yeah. So I get I got work there. So when I had enough of Chicago, moved to Texas. I had you know work in the north. And so when it went down, it went down. Where to Texas. in Texas were you? Uh, I did four straight weeks at a place that used to be called Spellbinders. Hmm. I don't know what it is now. But it used to be Spellbinders. And they said you do back to, to, to back weeks. They had one in uh, the art district and one off of uh, West. Was it Westminster? I forget where it was. Anyway. Uh, so I uh, did my back-to-back week, and then I did, uh, and then they had, no, they had three clubs, two in Houston, one in Arlington, and, um, and then I had another week, I forget, somewhere. so I hit the ground running in Texas, so I yeah. had that work down there, and then I work up here, and then eventually that circle got bigger, and right. it got bigger. The
1: circle just expands. And, and then yeah. I ended
0: up, I'm supposed to be on the road for like three months, somebody broke in my apartment in Dallas, and I said, well, hell, I'm out for three months anyway, and that three months turned into three years, so I lived out of oh, my wow. car, and my car got broken into like three or four times, and that's, where I, that's where I learned that it's just material stuff. I mean, you know what I mean? It, don't get me wrong, it hurts and everything. I'm still paying yeah. off a video camera from Circuit City back in whatever year it was. I'm still paying it <laughs> off. But, but it's just material things. And I learned that, and I learned that, okay, you know, I can be detached from that. I, I learned that. That's I can be detached from that.
1: really cool, and I'm trying to, you know, I hope I don't need to get there, but yeah. I'm, like, I want to be there anyway. I've yeah. knock on wood, not had any, you know, car break-ins. Yet, I mean,
0: man, whatever you do, like, you know, try to, well, you know how it is when you, try, when you travel as a woman, you try to get the at least the second floor, never be on the bottom floor of a hotel, a motel or a hotel, oh, always I, get at least the second floor, never, never next to a stairwell, never too close to the I'll elevator. i be
1: honest with you, I feel safe, safer in my car. Then several of the hotels comedy clubs have put me up in, you know, like some of those hotels are terrifying. <sighs> and so my car, at least if there's any danger, I can dart out of there immediately. You Wanna know, start it so up. Right. Yeah, just <laughs> 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 I have like I'm really careful about my whole system when I do car camp, when it comes to safety stuff. where do mean, you
0: park at? Like, where do you park?
1: Honestly, it used to be Walmarts. Um, but that's you're where brave. I, that's you're where, brave. where I got arrested. Uh, so I don't really do Walmart. That's part for the
0: course. Walmart getting arrested. That's Paul for the course. I mean, you but sprinter, a white woman in Walmart? Wow, getting arrested? <laughs> oh my God, what is, had, what's the world come to?
1: I had out of state plates. It was my fault, you know. But you,
0: I mean, if I was a cop, I'd be like, hey, look, look here. I mean, well, I, first of all, black cop would be like, oh shit, hey, look here. Uh, how I, about we do this? I mean, if I was a, if I was a cop, I'd be like, hey, listen, I get on about an How i I take you to dinner and maybe a movie?
1: I thought I was going to get out of it. It's actually on my album I just recorded. I, I talk a little bit more about the actual story of what happened that night. Uh, I don't really So save to. it for, yeah, yeah save it for the, the actually, and I not, want to talk about
0: that for a is that It
1: is not what you think. And what's <laughs> awesome
0: for you is you recorded your first album, which I can't wait to hear, your first album down in Louisville. And here's what you, you don't, you didn't do a, a, get, a set list. I didn't. I know. That blew my own mind. That blew my mind? Because, I mean, that's the, only, and that's the only time I do a set list if I'm, doing, if I'm getting a CD ready or yeah. I'm going to do a TV I mean, appearance.
1: maybe I should have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how'd it turn out? How'd it turn out?
1: I was really happy with it. I mean, I felt like if I overthink it with a set list kind of a thing is where it'll stop being that's fun and in the moment. And Friday went good, and the label was like, "We got it." I always, the, he said, "I'm always happy when we can record it and know that we can use that right away." I'm like, "Cool," but I'm like, "I know what we can do better." Like, I've heard those jokes work better before. We can yeah. get better laughs than that. And luckily, Saturday was full, and it was great. And I mean, I wrote out like a kind of a structure for how I wanted it to go that I had in like my notes and my phone. And I'm more of like I need to write it out on paper. Yes. Yeah. Is that
0: that how you write your jokes? Do you write your jokes like long form, and then there's a punchline, or do you write punchline first and set them up? How do you write? How do you go about your writing?
1: Amazed how little I write. You would be. I am. I shouldn't admit it. I shouldn't admit how little you know, I r- physically write.
0: Everybody's process is different. Yeah. So what do you, do you work it out in your head?
1: Yeah, and then just repetition. It starts kind of just like locking in the way that it's supposed to be. I don't think there's really many of my bits at all that I've ever really written all the way out.
0: Really? Yeah. I always find for me personally is that when I write it, and mine is always a long form, like a in, in notebook. I, it, the joke will be a, a maybe two pages. But when I get on stage, it it condenses itself in a way because I don't like I I just don't like a lot of silence, so it's like oh yeah I got I got to get to that joke. So, but when I do that though, when I write that way, I always find when I go back. That's why before shows I'm always going over stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I love
1: and thank you for that too because I feel like some people act like you're not supposed to be like looking at your notes or like act cool and hang out. And sometimes I'm like, if somebody's looking at their notes, leave them alone. Let them look at their stuff.
0: To be honest, I've never been this mean, but to be perfectly honest. If it was up to me before show... Nobody talks? Nobody talks. Everybody would shut the fuck up. My I'm
1: pet peeve, my number one pet peeve, yes. is any theater or comedy club where you can hear the green room from the showroom. Get out of here. Like, that yeah. is so rude. I fucking you hate it. You should that. never, ever, ever, ever for a second let that paying audience think for a second that there's more fun being had in a different room. Yeah. Like, they're paying for the show, you give them the show, and if you want to goof around and laugh and talk, cool, but if they can hear you, you are fucking it up for everyone.
0: But my, pro- if, if it was up to me, it'd be nobody in the green room or just the people who are performing. Yeah. And then it'd be limited amount of time. Okay, so w- w- what's your process then? Let's say, Show process. I mean, show night process. Let's say the show is like like last night, 8 o'clock. Is there a process you go through? Like, is there like, okay, you got to get a pre-show nap here. You wake up here. You take a shot. I mean.
1: I mean, honestly, I wish that my process was a little bit less um, ridiculous from my travels and stuff like that. I wish that it was less accurate to describe my process as like running late.
0: Uh, <laughs> that sounds like me back in my day. That was <laughs> me back in my day.
1: Just yeah. pushing it down to the wire, <laughs> probably like fixing my makeup while I'm driving if I can, like at right the red lights doing mascara, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll even, I mean, I had one where I drove like a time traveler because I had the show time wrong and I cut minutes off my, I had to fill up my tires too. I had to fill up my tires and still cut like 12, 15 minutes off my drive to St. Louis and i got there late but i got there like 2 minutes before my set and i oh. walked i stepped out of my car looking perfect and it was i mean that's not right but i <laughs> did it and <laughs> uh so i don't but sometimes I feel like that chaos, it, which I don't, I'm do not i not proud of. I don't want to present that to other people. Yeah, I know what
0: you mean. But sometimes it does help. Yeah. Sometimes it does help because you get there and you get the, once the you get rush. The, once you get that, the <laughs> way you're good.
1: Yeah. And I've had really strong, I, I did one a couple weeks ago where I had some stuff canceled because of COVID. And so long story short, I ended up having to drive from Milwaukee to West Virginia. This is when I did the car bed build that you saw. Mm-hmm. And just that bed took so long that I ended up pulling an all-nighter. I didn't sleep. So I didn't sleep at all. I kept meaning to like, I figured I would get it done and leave as late as it is. Maybe 3 a.m. I'll hit the road and drive for a couple hours and then take a nap and then finish the drive did not sleep, I left my house in Milwaukee at my brother's house at 7am and then I was like, well, I better go, because the show, <laughs> I drove all the way to West Virginia, 10 hours, I stopped once to pee in Ohio and then I just drove all the way to West Virginia and I pulled up, like, at the show and I got out and then I did an hour and 10 minutes of jokes. Oh, <laughs>
0: that's 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 fucking, that's rock and roll right there, baby I That's was like, rock on and stage, roll.
1: 40 minutes in, I was crushing and like, all of a sudden it hit me that this was like, I was not well <laughs> <laughs> and, I just, like, I sat down on stage, which I'd never do, and I was like, can I tell you guys a secret? <laughs> I just drove here straight up from Milwaukee this morning, and I haven't
0: slept, so this is crazy. <laughs> that's fucking, that's rock and roll Crazy. Like that. That's punk, baby. That's punk. But
1: otherwise, like, I feel like if I listen to my comedy too much or, like, listen to sets, like... I mean, I just, I'll overthink it. So, like, I'll, like, do a lot of my, like, writing work where I'm, like, listening to old stuff and, like, really thinking about it um, early, early in the day or, like, when I don't have a show, which is kind of rare, um, or at least it used to be, I yeah. don't know, this yeah. last couple years. like it's weird, yeah. Yeah, but... um yeah, I just kind of, like, I don't even listen to stuff in the car a lot of the time. Like, I will sometimes. I'm not a murderer, but, <laughs> like, you know. You You're not a weirdo. Yeah, like, I'll play stuff. But, yeah, a lot of the times I'll just, like, be running lines, like, specific lines in my head. And, like, I feel like I need as much. I don't get enough alone time. As much as I'm driving, as much as I'm on my, my own constantly alone, I'm also always a house guest. I'm always staying with people. So yeah. I'm always, like, you know. During COVID, I was a house guest for the first six months, so I didn't even really let all of it hit me until I got to my brother's place because I was just trying to be, like, polite and, like, do the dishes and not have a full meltdown. I I definitely did, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my pre-show process is just depending on whatever chaos my day brings. But, like, this weekend, I'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'll tell you my pre-show process will be... I'll try to do yoga... I'll try to do yoga. Yoga's always good. Yeah, uh, but otherwise I'm pr- I'm probably gonna just like not leave my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I would just hunker down in there and I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh my
0: god, I love <laughs> to it. To have
1: man. a hotel room, it's like you have your own place and, and also it, I'm tired.
0: Isn't it you know? the, and it's the greatest? I really yeah. I love that. I love the solidarity of a hotel room. And yeah. I like I like surprisingly, believe it or not, with me, I like complete silence sometimes. Yeah. Complete silence. In the car,
1: like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I just, yeah. just let that
0: brain get to that place and just vibe inside your head yeah talk it out or whatever inside your head yeah i feel like those
1: you know what i heard something really that i loved um some i think it was like a a poet was talking about how she used to i think she was a slave and was talking about how when she was in the fields, like she would have like an inspiration like hit her and the way she thought about, like, creative ideas was that they're nobodies. They're just floating. And, like, if you grab it, it's yours. you got to write it down and make something with it. Otherwise, it'll find somebody else. Yeah, that's kind of so cool. so she never felt, like, ownership over her, like, poems as much as, like, being, like, this vessel to, like, get it out there, you yeah. know? And so um, I think about that a lot when it comes to, like, when I have these ideas that work or, like, good jokes fly in or whatever. It's, like, yeah, I wrote them. They're mine. But also, like... It's like that Mitch Hedberg thing. You try to think of something funny, and if you can't find something to write it down, you just have to convince yourself it wasn't that funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. So, yeah, uh, I feel like some of my favorite lines and jokes have come in in those moments where you're just like, open to it you know like yeah. it, you can't write some of your best lines they just fly in you yeah. know they just hit you
0: or or when you're like doing crowd work or something that one that that's the gym for that night you know it's not gonna work any other time but right then and there yep. and that's what the beauty of this business is that that one night where you know you can't make this work someplace else it's just in the moment and we can all share that moment yeah. oh that's the greatest and you leave people leave going Man, we shared something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. That's the best part about it, man. You're you you are on fire. You are in fuego right now. Your career. You. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. I when you're doing your special, I was like, good for her. And I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you your first comedy. I was like, good for her. And then when I saw your website and all you got going on. Man, you are on fire. It means a
1: lot, as you know what you're talking about. I, that, I mean, that's like the highest praise. So. No, I mean,
0: no, I, I can't wait till it drops. It's go, oh, you're gonna you're gonna kill the game, baby. You keep doing what you're doing, and uh, yeah, I and mean, just be careful on the road. Like I said, if you want any advice, whatever. Hit me up at any time, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Anytime. Yeah, me I mean,
1: up. also you telling me to know what I want is like that's that's exactly what I need to hear and what I need to focus on.
0: So that's you what know? I'm here for. Yeah, Duh. that's what I'm here for. Duh. Well, you know, I'm gonna take you out to <laughs> lunch after this. I'm getting hungry. And how about you? Yeah, you, for sure. You, <laughs> you know what?
1: I, I will say my favorite bit of advice that I tried. Like I forgot for years, but I always used to say to myself about shows, what? and that I feel like you already have built into you is like always surprise yourself up there. Yes. Because That's how you get those moments that are magic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I say walk without a net. Walk without a net because, man, that's where the good stuff is. Because you might fall, but if you make it, it's great. Yeah. It's like it's like walking at you know the, in, at at past the uh, what do they call it the, uh, the least least of whatever path of least resistance. It's kind of like that, whatever. like you know how everybody walks the main street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go, okay, I'm gonna try this street here, and I and a break. It's exa- not a shortcut. It's a, like a, no, it's like yeah. a, a great example. That I was in Charlotte, uh, not Charlotte, uh, Charleston, South Carolina. There's this main street. I forget the name of it, and all the shops there, which is cool. And then I go one time. I go, I'm gonna try this street here, and I found the coolest coffee shop. They had these big coffee mugs about this big. Great coffee. Everybody Love was it. just chilling, and they had like you know, little pastries, and everybody was. Just, it was like one place; we just vibe and everything, and the vibe was just really cool. I never would have found that place out if I wouldn't have said, "You know what? I'm gonna try this."
1: That's the universe letting you know you
0: made the right turn. You know, it's the greatest yeah. thing in the world. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you might get beat up or get a, you know a <laughs> bat to the back of the head. But you know, but, but when it does, sometimes work, the universe is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a dick. Exactly. Man, if you guys ever get a chance, please follow my friend, Rina Con- honestly. I I I I can't wait to see you blow up, Thanks, and, man. and and it, it it's coming, it's coming, it's, and yes. everything's great. So please follow her on Instagram and uh, shout out your Instagram, Rena Calm. It's just my
1: name, R E E N A C A L M, and the
0: website it's renacalm.com.
1: dot com.
0: And you also have a book, right?
1: Yes, it's called Once Upon a Time, and it's on Amazon. And yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, it's uh, like dad jokes my father doesn't care for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Follow my friend, Rena Komp. If you see her perform, check out her schedule, because she is literally everywhere and then some. Izzy. Yeah, please check her out. Man, she's hilarious. Thank you for being my guest. Let's go Thanks eat. You, I'm AG. hungry. Can't wait. Thank you guys so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. I appreciate you. You know what we say about this time? You know the word, pay.